This podcast is sponsored by Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cripps Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Hello everyone and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast Classic Episodes. In this episode we hear from local lad Ian Matthews, a name you may or may not recognise but he is the drummer for the band Kasabian. The episode was recorded at Stake of the Art in Bristol, our central Bristol office as it was. Um, and Rich is taking the lead on this one because he actually went to school with Ian. Uh, so we covered a little bit about his school life and then his journey through music into his time with Kasabian. A really nice guy who we actually met up with a couple of times since uh, and been to see Kasabian a couple of times since also. Before I go into today's episode, uh, I just want to report that this time next week we will be interviewing Dom Jolly from Trigger Happy TV fame, uh, amongst other things. So really looking forward to that. That's just come back on Netflix. Um, and yeah, I've got lots of questions for Dom and also about his time on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. So looking forward to that. But now I'll hand over to Rich at Stick of the Art in Bristol around five years ago. So peeps, I'm here with Mr. Ian Matthews of uh, Kasabian fame, but prior to that, as we all know, he went to the Grange School. So I'm going to ask him a few questions about his school days and how his Kasabian career <coughs> come on. So uh, welcome Ian to Hello there, Stick of the Art, our little yeah. set up, little studio. My office. That room. So, we're going to discuss the Grange School for a while. Yes. As we know, it's closing down this year. Right, okay. And there's going to be a massive reunion in, what, June, I think? June the 16th. Okay. Yeah. So, 1982, I mean, you both joined. That's right. You know, yeah. you know size, size two feet. And year after I was born. <laughs> that's me answering that. But what is, first of all, any fond memories, or is there any fond memories of the Grange School um, back in the day? There is, really. You know what I mean? I didn't entirely enjoy my time at school, but there are, of course there are, you know? It's an important time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. So Good time uh, for I, I remember, yeah, I remember um, over the years, you know, uh, that kind of area around the Grange where, where I think it's all houses now, and it? it's all buildings and stuff. Well, but, yeah, got the ring road. But we used runs to behind it. Yeah, well, the ring road used to be our grounds. We used to yeah. get forced to do cross country around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which I, brook. I was an asthmatic, so I kept, <laughs> I kept sort of uh, fainting halfway around, you know, collapsing, <laughs> so I couldn't breathe, you know, um, and. Uh, so yeah, there's like the, the brook and all that area around there, and there was some old tin mine or something that you can go and explore. It's like an underground. I'm sure it was dodgy as hell, but oh, right. me, me and some mates of mine used to leave during lunchtime and used to rip our blazer jacket linings, and get um, sausage and chips and a couple of rolls, and then like a little den was it? Yeah, so but basically you took the bread out of the roll, eat it, then fill it with full of sausage and chips and nip it out of school. And Sounds like a good idea to me. Go mess about, really. You sound like quite a rebel, Ian. Well, <laughs> <laughs> See, when yeah, I think yeah. about it, I think you're a well-behaved young man. <laughs> but, no, so no, the rock truth, and roll in me was... The uh, truth comes out, yeah. You know. Come out in your early days. What, what's your thoughts about the growing school, shutting down, kind of... Well, Any sad bits where you so far removed from that now? I, really... I think the school's changed a lot anyway, hasn't it, from what it was? Yeah, I think, well, I think back in our day it seemed to be an alright school, I thought. It was in yeah. ours as well. We left in 97, Mike and I, and um, yeah, it's definitely produced quite a lot of you know, successful pupils, yeah. but yeah. it just seemed to literally go downhill rapidly. Mm. It was starting to change when we left. It came a sports academy and it was trying to yeah. get funding. And, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if it was yeah. too big or too, I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, <coughs> I think when we were there, leadership. Yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah, it started to go downhill. Toward maybe the last couple of years, it was be taking people, kids from different schools, which right. they shouldn't take in. Right. <laughs> you know, who, just, who was headmaster when you were there? Was it Mr. Lynch? Sykes. Sykes. Yeah, was Sykes. Sykes. Sykes and then Lynch. And then Lynch. At the yeah, end, right? That's mm. right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think Sykes was probably our first two years. I think, and then Lynch. Bit tall Chapney. Yeah, because he was still there when we joined. So I think they yeah. literally changed headmaster too much after we left and like towards the end of when we were there. I think Mr. Lee, did Mr. Lee go headmaster after a while? Yeah. Never the science teacher, yeah. Mr. Lee? 
John Lee? Oh, just about, yeah. I, I, think, I think, is he head? I never just had for him. Just um, Head now is Miss Williams, as she was. Oh, right. She's head, is she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you still see people from the range? Any? Yeah, I've come up with chaps? a couple of friends, actually. Um, Facebook is pretty cool, isn't it? For yeah, yeah. People. yeah, yeah. So, um, my old mate, Mark. Mark Exxon. Mark Exxon. Yeah, he's yeah, good lad. And I uh, had a few, few pints with him, like, just before Christmas sometime. It seems to always be in Greece. Yeah, what, like the music? Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny Zuko, then. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I think he's got a place up there, I think. Oh, has he? Yeah, I think so. he's done right for himself, then, or is yeah. it? Just, yeah. Um, and so, uh, uh, Maddie bumped into Madeleine Gould. Yeah, yeah. I went, well, I was in Fran's year, weren't we? Fran was in our year. That's right, she was in my tutor. Yeah. So, um, were we in the same tutor? No, I was no, in. We were in, um, I was in, like, Mr. Weaver's. That's right. Mr. Weaver was cool, the art teacher. I think he's died now. Yeah. I've heard. I know his son. son. Kids, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a holiday somewhere. Um, is, yeah, I know. I know his son, Rich. How do you know? Is he a musician? He's a guitarist. Yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I was in Weavers. Mrs. Price first year. Weavers from second to fifth. Right. Okay. But you still, yeah, still, you're thinking of planning coming to the reunion, or is? Well, it depends what I'm up to, really. Um, if I'm in the studio, or if I'm working, you know, um, with with the band or something, you know. Is there anything in the pipeline? Do we... Well. As much as to say there is something in the pipeline, yes. um, but it's too early to say, to start guaranteeing things, but I think you'll start hearing from us hopefully this later this yeah. year. Um, is that touring? And but not necessarily. Um, just going, but going back in, into the studio, is it? And you know, we are working on another album. Excellent. Uh, something that, is that a three-peach exclusive? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're taking our time. It's it's our sixth album now, so as far as it goes, you know the the yeah. the full of the full force of the, the pressure of, from the industry is off us now. You know we've mm. been doing it for yeah, a, mate, yeah. a long time. You're established. So. We're established, so we're just going to we're just going to get this one right as as much as we yeah. can. Mm. It doesn't mean to say we've got, we've got any deadlines. We're just going to sort of do what we feel is right, and then if it comes out. If we're ready to bring it out, yeah. we will. Yeah, if yeah. not, then well, yeah, there's no rushes. Not. There. You're not trying to I mean, we've, capture we've, a market still. You've got your yeah, kind of hardcore. We've toured pretty extensively for the last decade. Yeah, you know. And um, what's your favourite place you toured? Like your favourite venue? Well, the, probably uh, Paris last year when I yeah, see <laughs> when, he, when he saw me. Highlight of his uh, yeah, yeah. Rich here came to see me in Paris last year. The um, Zenith, I think it is. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's a great, uh, great gig, great weekend. Yeah. So yeah, it was nice to bump into, well, I'll bump into you, but you uh, obviously allowed us to come back and see you. So we had a, we had a drink, didn't we? That was great. Yeah, that's quite yeah. it. Was. Yeah. Do you prefer playing in the UK or overseas? Do you get? Do you feel a difference from the crowd? Um, <coughs> there is, there are changes in the in the crowd between different places. So the Japanese yeah. have a different way about them that's to special. to the Americans to to the Europeans. Yeah. You know, um, but even in this country, there is a little bit of a kind of atmospheric difference between northern crowds, Scottish crowds, and yeah. you know, London crowds. Because like we're not primarily kind of obviously from Leicester, is like, um, it's like a homecoming from them, I should imagine. Well, I know the Leicester thing is obviously that's, that's something else. You know, that's uh, we did that last uh, sorry in 2014 with the, the Victoria Park, which oh, yeah, was yeah. enormous gig. You know, and then we did headline last week, the week after, the weekend after. But when we go to when we go to Scotland, I mean, it's mental. It is, yeah. You know, um, we've always had so much support from the Scottish. Not to say the rest of the country, but no, but a bit more. You know, um, we're like like homeboys up there for them. You know, and then do you find like obviously good because obviously English language? Do you find if you play in Europe or Asia countries, they kind of are more quiet because they're trying to listen to lyrics, or is no, that no? Just... I mean, once 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 they get it, once a crowd, you know, once a, a country or a territory, you like kind of gets it gets what we're up to um, then you know, people come to our venue and they get into it they yeah. know the tunes uh, um, the one thing that we've noticed is if, if you can at least like Serge will, will try and put one or two sentences together in oh, right, yeah, that's good. in any language that we're in yeah, or at least yeah. say something yeah, at least you know? try, yeah. Tom, Tom is used to that, all that. Is Tom it? is like you know he's blah. yeah so Serge does it I mean Wait. Serge speaks some Italian anyway yeah, it's so, not in con- con- contact with your audience, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So when when at some point the right point of the gig, you know, you'll talk to the say, for instance, Italian crowd, and 
Italian, they go mad. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a nice thing to do. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, makes them feel like yeah. you appreciate them. Yeah. Ultimately, though, we're lucky because English is widely widely spoken yeah, around yeah. the world, so you can get away with it. You know, it's a bit weird, like say a German band coming here and exactly. speaking German between Very the cool. tunes. Oh, we like. What? I guess that's why British music is so worldwide, because yeah. it is a worldwide language, isn't it? That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. But back to the grand school. There was a like when you were obviously you played the drums from what what age? primary school age? Well, I started playing drums, really. I had my first lessons when I was about four. Um, so but I was banging drums. I had drumsticks and was loving it before then. But yeah. let's just say four, because that's when I was sat down by yeah. a teacher from round the corner up in Kingswood. So I was going to say, there's no one at, so at the Grange, there was no one really took in their wing and kind of... No, well, see, this is, you there. this is even before I went to Courtney yeah. Primary School, you know. And... Um, and so he was at the time I mean he was a good player he was a friend of my dad's friend of a friend or something yeah. happened to live around the corner he was he was a session drummer and he was touring with the Brotherhood of Man right, which yeah. was like in, in like 1974 yeah. 1975 was like the equivalent of well your vision song contest wasn't it well, yeah you know what I mean yeah. and so I'm not, not saying that they're you know, anything about them but to be to be hired as a musician you have to be good yeah. you know well, they're, they're, well, so I wouldn't say mainstream. They're, they're a, <coughs> they're a big well-known band, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So. so Mike, um, my first teacher, lived around the corner, and um, used to take I used to get, take around there. And out of a half an hour lesson, I would have like ten minutes watching a bit of telly, and, and then go and do five minutes play, and then yeah. do a bit more telly, and then do another five minutes. And so that from that point, I started. That's where I started to to do it. Is he still, still with us? Is he? Mike, yeah, he still he lives still in Bristol. Sim, sim. Um, I haven't seen him for a few years now. Yeah. He came to a show a few, quite a few years ago. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's a lovely bloke and, and that's where it really all started and then I was seven and my dad ran a little social club band and so by the time I was seven I'd been playing for a few years yeah. and um, so I just started playing with my dad getting paid. For a play? Did my first pay game was seven. So, you haven't looked back since? In the Bristol area, obviously. It was, actually, that was the Globe in Wales, in Wells, Wells, as in yeah. Somerset. Yeah, you know. okay. But you come back quite a lot to Bristol and do your own kind of well, yeah. solo stuff, don't you? Or help well, people, well, I think. Yeah, the thing is, it's like, okay, so, you know, obviously I've had this thing that I've done since a kid, and, and as I went through school, I got into, like, marching bands, Saturday morning orchestra stuff, and doing more and more, like, cabaret stuff, because playing with my dad, Yeah. that gradually that worked out. I started doing this, playing at the Hippodrome was, I think I did my first show at the Hippodrome was 11 in the pit you know um, so I was doing all this stuff for yeah. school um, and um, maybe that's probably why I was probably not so, quite so good at school because I was too busy being well, outside interest exactly. outside interest you know and then, well, I never put it two and two together to think it would become a job no you know mm. it was just something so how did the, how did that step to Casiba and uh, come about well so I kind of left school with bugger all really, so I had didn't have a tremendous amount of options, and so I started getting you know kind of the kind of jobs you can kind of get, you know, without any qualifications yeah. as a state agent, fax machine salesman, um, Lloyd's Bank, Lloyd's <laughs> Bank. <laughs> um, you know, various things. I worked at the, um, builders merchants up in Kingswood, Mister. I forget the place it's called now. Is that one in the corner? No, I'm thinking the one. That was Dando's, is the one up on Two Mile Hill. Mr. Phipps, Stone Oh, yeah, 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 that big, yeah, yeah, big yeah. mother, innit? I went there for six six months. That was good fun. Driving a van around, I was only about 18. <laughs> you know, driving a big tipper truck around and taking people's garden walls down and stuff. Nice. <laughs> it's great. Um, what, purposely? Or? No, but, you know. <laughs> <It's> bad, bad <laughs> driving. <laughs> Try not to run over the, the queue of Rover supporters because the, the oh, Rover good, shop's there. Good man, good man. <laughs> Trying to get in and out the gate. Um, anyway, uh, so, you know, worked, worked for Pass Force for a bit and I got to a point where I was like, I had a car by then, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm kind of 19 and I got a car and I'm starting to play in rock bands and stuff as well because although I'd come from a past of lots of jazzy stuff and cabaret and orchestral things and marching bands and whatever, I'd always listen to rock music as well, like New Wave, British Heavy Metal, ACDC, Motor Red, all that stuff, yeah. I'm Maiden. And um, so I kind of, I, I remember just being sort of sat in in the office I think it was past the force going through paperwork yada 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 and I thought what am I doing here I'm, I'm every day I'm just dreaming about playing drums yeah. and, I, and I thought well I'm doing all these wedding gigs and function gigs on a weekend and I got this 
other projects going on, like you know, but like one or two kind of function gigs is kind of like almost paramount to what I get a week doing this for forty hours. You yeah. Know? I like, I'm denied about it because it's not quite nice to have a job and be safe and stuff. Mm, yeah, yeah. I was single and all that kind of thing, you know. Mm. I thought, sod it, mm. give it a give it a poke, you know, give it a go. And that so that was about 19 going into 20, and that was when I sort of that was it. Mm. it looked like just came, yeah. went for it, yeah. and okay. and it was a bit like scary, um, but yeah, I. I Literally, I realised that just to get work in Bristol as a drummer, just doing you know pub gigs and yeah. stuff, just to get the call, you know, um, the amount of competition just in Bristol was immense. And however good I thought I was, I needed to be much better. So I invested in lessons and stuff, mm. and I worked worked hard at it. I did my hours yeah. through my early twenties. But how did the Kasabian, obviously being from Leicester? Well, so so now so. Obviously, I've got like quite a wide array of kind of musical um, influences or. But you just you just jumped around years, then, Rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> this is like life story time, isn't it? <laughs> but but so I've got all this kind of wide-reaching sort of thing. So I've got all these musician friends from all over the shop that yeah. I'm doing stuff oh. with, um, and these people themselves mingle with the other musicians. So you get drawn all over the place. Yeah, different circles. And it's different circles and sub-circles, and you play with this band or that band or this thing, you know. And so work gets around. You just, you just like, especially when you know I moved into you know Windmill Hill and sort of got involved with the Bristol scene, you know, and mixed it up and, and made it my kind of patch. Mm. So um, gradually, what happens is you get to know people. Yeah. You get playing demos. You get to know engineers in the studios and stuff, sound engineers and that. Um, I played with K Passa, which was a folk rock band for about four years, and then after that, Doreen Doreen, who's still going. Did that for about four years, and and um, so in a roundabout way, everyone knew everybody anyway, yeah. and I knew them all. Um, and so the guitarist from K Passa, sorry, from Doreen Doreen, <clears throat> got me involved in a little recording project on the side with his mate who ran a studio who I knew already yeah. in his downtime. And um, in return, if something came in and it was paying he would give me a call, this guy who ran the studio, and it'd be like a little hundred quid gig or something just yeah, to go yeah. and record for someone. Yeah. And then one day, this is going forward now ten years, he said there's some guys from Leicester coming down. Um, it's only hundred quid in it, but I think it might suit you. Yeah. But they didn't have a they didn't have a drummer or they'd lost their drummer. They just they just lost the drummer. In fact, the drummer really now is a, is our keyboard player Ben. Oh right, okay. So he was originally <laughs> the drummer. He, luckily for me, he's a far better keyboard player than he's a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> So that's kind of the roundabout story, really. Yeah. So that's how the connections were made right. originally. Yeah, fate and timing and yeah, being involved, these things up and getting in the mix. Well, like say, you put the hard work in and yeah, do the, do the kind of not so glamorous jobs and just yeah, say, like you say, like yeah, a small pub and gig. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what crops up. I limit it. Now. <clears throat> I limit it now. You know, I mean, when I come home off tour, we might have a few months off. So like the last gig I did with Sabian was the end of August we're now in January so it's a long time to do nothing yeah. and you know as a musician you need to stay kind of on your you know you need to stay active with your instrument so when you, you go do. away does the family go does... no no no, they no all stay yeah 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 yeah. but it's just so much chopping and changing mm-hmm. moving yeah, around children, I suppose, yeah. but, um, so how do you keep how do you keep going then how do you keep so, uh, have you got a drum kit at home and stuff yeah like yeah so? but there's only so much of that you can do on your own so yeah. all my mates that I've known for years you know, and a lot of them have gone on and done really well themselves as well. When we're all back in town, you know, they give me a call and I go and do some gigs, and it's more interesting than just playing a paddle. Yeah. For three hours, go and do a gig. I'm doing. I'm playing tonight. All right. Um, at the I think it's the Mall, or it might be the Bristol Fringe. I have to check later. Up in Clifton. Okay, fine. Right. Um, and I'm a bit confused with that because it used to be held in the Bristol Fringe, but it's the guy who runs it, John, runs a night. He's been holding it in the mall for the last year or so. But I've heard word it might be moving back, so I have to check my diary. So downstairs, is it in the mall? Downstairs, yeah. 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 And then tomorrow I'm at the Gala Murphy up in Gloucester uh, Road. Gloucester Road. It used yeah. to be the Prom Wine Bar. So that's with Gary, and Gary is a trumpet player yeah. in Sabian. There's more few in it, there's more few to get out, isn't it? Like you say. Yeah, you know. Exactly. I mean, I, 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 I don't. I don't want to play with anybody and you're not going to find me at a wedding gig very no, soon. No. You know, I'm not doing that stuff. Get married. 
But uh, yeah, so um, that's kind of that's kind of my. But do you pitch yourself? Do you like think when you're kind of playing when you're headlining Glastonbury, for example? Yeah. And you you went there as a punter, didn't you, Glastonbury? Didn't you? I've I've no, I've played since about '94 because of all these bands I've played with. So a lot of the small stages um, and the sub stages in the, in Glastonbury, like up through the market areas and into the jazz area. Yeah, and yeah. They're all ran by sort of a lot of local, well, they were, I don't know about now so much, but local promoters to Bristol and Bath or bars or whatever, like the Bell and Bath has its, has its yeah. bar there and stuff. So I've played there pretty much every year from 94 to 2004 with only a couple of years off, really. Do you ever think now, looking at that pyramid stage? Well, I used to sit there in front of the pyramid there. stage and think as each year rolled by, it's like I'm not ever going to get yeah. on that stage. Funny thing is about Kasabian, I mean, you know, we're one of the biggest bands in the world now, which is a bit weird, you know, and with the size of gigs, we play some humongous gigs, you know, yeah. humongous shows. And if you were to, like, pluck me out of the street and ring me and go, oh, I've got a gig for you in a couple of days' time, it's all right, it's only 50,000. Uh, uh, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I talk about vertigo, yeah. you know? Yeah. But when you're in a band like Kasabian and we've been underdogs, we've come up... I mean, we've had success, but we've come up slowly. Like 2004 into five, you know, you had bands like Razor Light and Kaiser Chiefs and Arctic Monkeys and the Kooks. And the old first album was really, loads. was really strong, that's 2005. Yeah, but it wasn't like a chart topper like no. these other bands. So they'll all be like overtaking us. And mm. we'll, but but we're gradu- we gradually brewed up our mm. following. It's probably so, better to do that than just go bang, isn't it? And bang and then frizzle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what we've done. We've done the opposite, which is gradually groom. But yeah. because of that, then there's been an organic growth. So there's been times when, yeah, I've gone, oh my God, mm. what am I doing to myself? You know, Suddenly there's cameras and there's celebrities and there's like yeah. 40, 50,000 people out there or whatever. Well, I was going to ask that question. Any major starstruck moments who kind of rub shoulders been in the same room, just kind of thought... I mean, like, no, obviously being at school, we kind of, it might be people who were big when we were at school, you've kind of yeah, saw I mean, 20 years later, 30 years later. Yeah, I mean, Paul McCartney's pretty big. Yeah, um, can't get much bigger. So. Yeah, no, I've met loads of, I've probably forgotten more than, yeah. it's just, it just happens, it just happens, you know. Yeah. Um, Is there anyone that particularly inspired you when you were not sort of... Starting out. Yeah, well, well, I was inspired. I, you know, I was talking about being like, you know, into my British heavy metal stuff mm. when I was like, I don't know, about 13 or something, yeah. which was important in, in, at the time. It was an important influence. It's still in there, you know. And then I went to the snooker. I got a mate who was uh, in with all the snooker players. So I went to watch the Masters, the oh. World Champions, uh, up in Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I went to the after show party and met all the snooker players which was a bit weird because right. that was a bit starstruck because it's like well I've met Ronnie O'Sullivan before and I've I've met um, Matt Selby because he's a mate of Chris's because yeah. he's Leicester they used right. to play snooker together but um, it was all a bit weird because there, there's, there's John Verger over there and yeah. oh my god doing trick shots and there's Steve White <laughs> and, yeah. and all that anyway um but you're just taking your straight now, do you? Just yeah, but the thing is, Nick McBrain is a massive fan of the of the snooker. So the next morning, I've got a bit of a hangover. I'm sat there having breakfast right next to Nicko, having a chat with him. It's like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Weird. It is unbelievable. I had a pint with Brian Johnson from ACDC as well a few years back. Honestly. Yeah, up in London. He was with his... His mum. He's, he's, uh, he's Australian. Isn't he? he lives in Australia. He lives in America, though. He's new. He's from Newcastle. He's from New- yeah, originally. But, but he lives in America. He lives in Florida now. Oh, right. Right, okay. Um, and yeah, a mate of mine used to work with him. So I was up in London. I met with my mate, and then mm. Brian popped in for a pint with his his, his girlfriend, or his wife and his mother. Yeah, his wife and his mother-in-law. Yeah. And so you do? we okay. had a. That was a crazy night. There was. So. Uh, a bit of ACDC. But again, that's another one of those like. Everything's great. Everything's natural. Yeah. And, and then at one point, like, you think, wow. Oh. You know. So you've been to, I assume, to some ACDC gigs. I've played at Wembley a few times recently. Uh, I saw them at Coachella last year because right. we did the Coachella Festival, which is in, you know, near Palm Springs mm. in the Coachella Valley. And um, it's a beautiful festival. Of course, it's like... Guaranteed, we- yeah, guaranteed weather as well. Yeah. I like last time. So. And um, so... Coachella's now instead of making it bigger they just hold it on two weekends exactly the same lineup. they just sell it out twice right. which is 
weird, isn't it? But it yeah, works. It sells out. It sells out. Yeah. So keep doing it. So um, we uh, we stay in Los Angeles, um, and then kind of bus backwards and forwards. It's only a couple of hours, right. two and a half hours or something, from from LA. So um, on the first weekend, we just hit the festival and partied hard, and then, and then went back to LA. Yeah. And then the second weekend, we we came down a bit early. Came down, I think, on the Friday afternoon. So me and the guitarist Tim went into Coachella and watched watched ACDC on the Friday night and Steely Dan it was was brilliant as well do you want to tell your favourite band's match your favourite well other than ACDC very vast my my, uh, musical taste ranging from take that to to ACDC so it is really really Uh, really vast yeah 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 yeah. take that like um Jason Orange is a Kasabian fan, funny enough. Is he? <laughs> yeah. What's your view on like the you know the non-rock band? Is there any sort of anything that you would you, you would surprise us that you actually liked, for example, Take That? Well, I went to see Take That because there we go. that's good enough for me. Because yeah, but you've, you've, yeah, but you've chosen someone who's quite good. <laughs> well, when you say Backstreet Boys. Uh, well, you've cut me off there. You cut me off in my stride because I was about to say, and I hated them. It now sounds like it now sounds like I donned my little uh, wiggly headpiece thing and went down there with a pink skirt. No, obviously because of um, because of the Jason Orange is a fan of, of, mm. of the band. Well, I think a couple of them are a fan of Kasabian, yeah. and they've come to our gigs. So they, the they returned the favour. So they sorted us out every yeah. ticket. So I yeah. took uh, my missus and the two kids yeah. to watch, and uh, my mate and his missus and his daughter. To watch it, so me, me and my mate are both really kind of rockheads, really. Yeah, and we both sort of sat there, but actually tapping, uh, tapping your feet. It was it was <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, they great, put on a great show, don't they? Great band. Um, uh, Donovan Hepburn was on drums, right. who who I know, and he's just thrilling, yeah. thrilling sort of R and B chopsy yeah. gospel chops drummer. He was just all over it. Mm. Um, Celia Green was playing singing. Yeah. So this is when this is the MEN in Manchester. So this is quite a few years ago now. Right. Um, yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. It was good fun. So, when you, obviously, your story of working hard for a decade or so, getting you, building yourselves up. What do you think of these talent shows that kind of make instant stars for a year? Rich for one is dead against. I it. hate them. Well, I don't know. I mean, we've always had them, kind of like Opportunity Knocks back in the seventies. Was a was a new place faces. where new faces. Yeah. They, they, these things are. That was more. That was more kind of stand-up comedians. Yeah, like bits about talent. Yeah, well, type of. Yeah, variety, I suppose uh, even in the Eurovision Song Contest, though, yeah. can make people, you know. But I think, I, you, I think, I, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure about it. I don't know what to think because sometimes it annoys me. But uh, it's, it's not the only way. Obviously, it's not no. the only way into the industry. It's a way for somebody. I know someone who's, who's been on The Voice, right? And they didn't enjoy it, right? Very much. Um, but you, and, must, you must come across a lot of bands who haven't made it and disappeared, who obviously well, of much better than. Yeah. Well, what of course. Turns of out. course, there's a lot of there's a lot of musicians and a lot of artists, singers or whatever, who are incredible, um, but for one reason or the other, haven't put the dots together. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the people who even get on the talent shows have still got off their asses and gone on the talent show yeah. to try and make it. Exactly. You've got to do something. But a record label is looking for immediate success now, rather than having a punt on somebody who might be a slow burner. Well, the thick thing is they can't afford a slow burner anymore. No, they just look at because because everybody out there doesn't like paying for music and I don't want to be one of I don't want to go on about it you know but I remember when Lars Ulrich first brought this up about Napster and everyone went against him and all the hipster musicians you know even the famous guys were like oh man you know it's so uncool to to complain about it and now everyone's going hang on a minute hang on a minute we ain't earning a buck out of this at all uh, so, so about like the, the so legal side the, of it, like well, Snapchat, you can get for ten pound a month, I think, isn't it? Like Spotify, you mean seven Spotify, pound a month? Yeah. The thing is, is what I mean. It's obviously the future now, uh, so I'm not going to go on about it. But the problem is, is not so much even the personal thing of musicians. It's the fact that it does cost money to make a record. Mm. If you want a record to sound amazing. Mm as well and you want to carry on watching your, your television and seeing awesome videos this yeah. stuff costs hundreds of thousands yeah. to make mm. but what I mean is, is if you're not willing to purchase it where's the money now it's not so much about money as I say going to say my pocket but back to a record company who can reinvest back into yeah. an artist because at the end of the day they're, they're grubby horrible business setups models yeah. but at the very least part of their part of their existence is to, is to continue a factory of, of artists mm. so they have to keep trying to find new talent of, of any sort invest in it and bring yeah. it through and they keep this chain going this conveyor belt of mm. talent 
and um, the thing is like with Spotify and stuff like that the money doesn't go back into talent it just comes straight out yeah. and that's it mm-hmm. you know um, it'd be it'd be more interesting if there was a, a way for the money to go back into the talent somehow at least uh, then, then there'll be a constant stream of new ideas I mean people going about oh where's David Bowie where's the new you know mm. there's some things on Facebook comparing David Bowie and Michael Jackson and Lemmy to Justin Bieber and all mm. that well actually my daughter's 16 and Justin Bieber's talking her language I mean you know mm. but <clears throat> if, if you it's too late to say if you don't want that buy your music because it's yeah. kind of the well, I think that's something that upsets me most I've got two young daughters and I try and pay them to real music but they are just watching someone on Disney singing like you know Serena Gomez things out mm. and they're just ignoring what I'm trying to play to them but yeah, 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 yeah. obviously that age you can't force could, it could you like not, not go on Spotify and Napster or are you just I don't know I assume you guys are where would, where could, where, I mean there, there are places in Bristol where we can leave right now and go and buy a record but mm. you know that's not like it used to be, is it? Yeah, but yeah. so if you want to get your music out there and get heard, you have to be yeah. on... Yeah, so Mr Average Family Man who wants to go to Cribs Causeway every weekend or do, you know, stay within the realms of normality, yeah. it's just not at the fingertips anymore. Mm. So you've got iTunes, I suppose. Yeah. But that, the money ain't coming back to the artist there either, okay. particularly. Um, so Spotify... I mean, I use Spotify, but there we are. Mm. have to, really, you mm. know. So. But the, right, when it comes to writing music, then you've got, obviously got a record label. How does that work out? I've always thought that if, if you obviously if you write the song, you don't own it, do you? The um, record label owns it, don't they? We've got the likes of Michael Jackson buying the Beatles. No, it's something. publishing. It's, that's, publish, that's a question of publishing. That is, okay. uh, and that's more of a question for Serge, really. Right. Um, so is he the main? He's the main writer, writer yeah, right. yeah, in the band. So. He's, you know, he's the it's like rights and all that kind of stuff. Get, you get name, get yeah. That's the next one, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> part two of this uh, interview. It's, it's come from <laughs> Bristol in some way. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, um, so that's kind of that thing. I mean, it's great. It's ongoing, and we have yeah. a bit of time out. We're making a new record. So hopefully, it will. Come together. Sorry about the noise outside. That's all right. Clearly, some. Uh, That's all right. Our fans, Casabian fans, trying to <laughs> yeah. trying to break into our recording sealed door. There's actually a curtain. So, in terms of um, overseas festivals, what's your favourite one to play? Uh, well, Coachella's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Big Day Out used to be fun, but that doesn't exist anymore. That was in Australia. Um, we've. Have you played most of it? Like European ones, Benicassim. We've done Benicassim. Yeah. We've done. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. You haven't yet played that you want to play, I guess. Festivals, yeah, or any any venues, any venues, cities. Uh, I'd like to Bristol, uh, for example. Well, there's what the Green Tree. Well, no. <laughs> well, we're, we're Bristol, the, Bristol new city's new stadium is yeah. going to be a twenty-seven thousand all seating and all dancing stadium. What the the Ashton one? Ashton Gate. Yeah, yeah. mate, my's building that. I know the builder. Um, so, so get me one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, Brit- then if you know where we are, both big Bristol City fans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you into? Um, I, I'm actually good mates with Lewis Kerry. Right. Went, to, went to my yeah. wedding. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, I went to my um, wedding do. Oh, right, okay. So I, uh, nice worked guy, with his yeah. ex-girlfriend. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Laura. Laura, by yeah. Um And Scott as well, Scott. So Scott plays in my five-a-side team. I and he's actually been on the podcast. I'm say, well. say hello to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll point you towards episodes, it's eight or nine. Yeah. I yeah. play for Bristol City I, I did on some kind of Legends thing. Oh, right, yeah, um, like a um, charity-friendly yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's where I've met Scott. Right. Um, I know that we're building a, an arena, aren't we? Which is yeah. brilliant. Yeah, up by Temple Meads. Yeah, at some point, yeah. I have my reservations about it, though. Right, okay. Um, because we desperately need one, and I'm so looking forward to Kasabian coming in and playing yeah. to 10,000 people in yeah. Bristol because yeah. that would be like a homecoming for exactly, me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be like, yeah. But at the same time, I'm concerned that, it, although it makes sense, it's right by Temple Meads. I have no trust in the fact that any train operator at the right time of night is going to cater for <laughs> no, nine on ten thousand people to get yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I've I've learned that there's only going to be two hundred and fifty car parking spaces, which is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Because surely, yeah. is that even enough for the disabled people? Out of ten thousand yeah. people, yeah, yeah, you know, you're going to get people. I guess they'd be relying on there's a new Metrolink going in and the, the park and ride and stuff like that. Well, George Ferguson wants new cars, basically, does he? In Bristol, well, yeah, so. everyone has to cycle. Right, okay. Yeah, let's You try doing that with a drum kit on your back. <laughs> yeah. You'll be alright, we'll get you a space. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. but I mean, that, that'd be a good thing, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, obviously, the stadium 
It'd be great to play that. Well, there's r- rumours already of, um, I think it's Ed Sheeran and a few other acts, because mm-hmm. um, they're looking for next summer, because obviously it's, it's going to be completed in August. Right. Um, I've heard Justin looked, Bieber's name bounded about. Well, I don't want to mention that. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's obviously going to be a big stadium. 27,000 capacity, and obviously on the right. pitch as well. I don't know what the capacity will be in terms of what you can get in there. For it a, changes depending on the staging, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and the layout, yeah. But um, <coughs> it'd be nice to, be, nice to do that. Yeah, we'll put you down for. You want to make a note of that? Say yeah, thanks, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Steve Lansdowne. <laughs> we know, like know, know Steve Lansdowne. <laughs> so that's it. I think I've never a question. That's my winded up. That's my question. So about, outside of music, then, um, what's yours? Have you got any hobbies or anything like that? Well, other got, than drumming. Yeah, well, I've got a sort of. It's kind of a hobby, but I'm part of a new drum company. Right. Okay. Um, we're called the British Drum Company we've only been going since October mm-hmm. and we launched the London Drum Show back in November it's right. myself yeah. uh, Al Murray the pub landlord oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I sort of remember seeing the photos of that yeah, yeah um, my mate Keith who I've known for a few years now he's an absolute genius he's our main craftsman he's the main dude really that we're, we're, we're kind of orbiting around mm-hmm. um, and we got uh, Stuart Warmington who's a senior Sort of drummer at the, in the Marines, yeah. So he's going to be um, representing our marching side, right? So we're, we're planning on you know making marching drums and bass drums and stuff. So and it's actually manufacture of drums. Manufacturing, right. yeah. Our workshops in Manchester, okay. Um, and it's gone amazing so far, right? Um, you know, it's so really that, kicked off. With the label on the drum, I don't can't think of a you know a label of a drum. What's the sort of so our badge, if you like, yeah. is, is like an is a B sort right. of thing uh, okay. with the British Drum Co. kind of coming inside side it. I don't nice. know if I got like the logo. Close to point, give me a picture. Yeah. But yeah, so we've got a badge and um, we've got like two lines of drums and a line of snare drums that we're bringing out. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> eventually we'll have my sort of line of drums, which we're planning on calling the Raptor series. Mm-hmm. Touchwood, that was cool. yeah, yeah. And that's going to be, but that that'd be some time off. Yeah. But that'd be drums based around what I would play when I tour with mm-hmm. Sabian and and also freaky drum designs, which yeah. are like our lounge series of very nice sort of old vintage vibe drums. Mm-hmm. The, the Legend series are a bit sharper, a bit more modern sounding. Our Merlin snare drums are going to be lovely, beautiful, smooth wooden snare drums. And then the, the Raptor series is going to be where we get nasty with our designs and nice. interesting, different. Yeah, you know. Excellent. So that's kind of like the other thing yeah. that I'm doing. And right, like, what do you like doing? Do you like um, going to the cinema when you can and stuff like that? And you seen any films recently? Yeah, well, I've, we've had I've watched Star Wars and the Revenant in the, the Revenant in yeah. the last. I'm watching month. that tonight, uh, Revenant. Uh, that's a great film. Worth worth my time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it is actually. It is, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I took my daughter and. Um, uh, the other day, it was like, oh god. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, <laughs> but Star Wars, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and thought that was, that was amazing. I really enjoyed that because yeah. it took me back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really. It was like, at the end of it. The plot was very similar to the first one. Well, but I, that's what I thought was great about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's well, what, what you wanted, wasn't it? Oh, if you'd done anything different, it'd been like, oh, you've broken it. Yeah, but now they've <laughs> set it back up again, haven't they? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so what we wanted as Star Wars fans, best, especially our age, is to be sort of taken back yeah. there again. Yeah, exactly. Well, they ruined the first, well, these first yeah, the three, one, didn't they? The first three that were the second three. Do yeah. you know what? So the younger generation that would argue back, and that's the thing, isn't it? You yeah. Know? Mm. But yeah, it's exactly. whatever gets in your head first, isn't it? But there was, um, a, there was a film last year, The Whip, Whiplash, about a kid uh, on drugs. Yeah, that Did was you, brilliant. You like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, like that. that film, the premise of that film was around one protagonist, you know, like the... The, the college lecturer guy yeah on, on the he lad. got an Oscar for it didn't he yeah he was brilliant yeah. he really was brilliant isn't he? but I've had so many of those kind of situations although that was like one to one there mm. um, I've had a lot of those situations happen to me spread over particularly when I was younger you know the, 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 the telling offs you know being sworn at mm. you know not quite as bad as a slapping you know yeah. uh, where's my time or whatever you know I've had things thrown at me I've had really? people yeah, this you know, I've lost uh, music fall off the stand. I've forgotten the drumsticks. Mm. I've gone ill. Mm. I mean, okay, get, I mean, having your car written off and bleeding is a different mm. thing. But <laughs> you know, pretty much do anything to get to a gig. Yeah. You know, and I've had all sorts of. So it was like it was a lot of my experiences sort of folded up into one yeah. sort of film, and I thought it was pretty. 
really enjoyed it. Um, one, one final question I had was on one of our main segments on our podcast, which I'm sure you're going to go away and listen to every episode. <laughs> um, is it's called the Room of Doom, and it's basically a rip off of Room 101. Okay. Um, so if there was one thing that you could put into the Room of Doom, if you think back to the sort of Room 101, the things that particularly annoy you, what would it be? Put you on the spot a bit. That is a bit on the spot a bit. So my 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 one last <laughs> last episode was was people who lick their fingers after they eat, after they eat, okay, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was yours? Them. What was yours, Rich? Among us, people don't put their headlights on properly. People who drive around little spotlights. Yeah. Right, almost, yeah. to make, almost, almost to make their car look good. Don't you think they're trying to get away with the fact that the red lights are out? Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are old granites and Nissans. Which yeah, 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 yeah. And weird, um, Mike's was, <coughs> what was yours? I think it was uh, attention-seeking Facebook pace, uh, posts. Yeah, <coughs> attention-seeking Facebook uh, The thing so like, you say, like, if, yeah. if you don't like this picture, you'll die in two yeah. hours. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can people post it? Can I get a share? So anything spring into mind? All of these. <laughs> yeah, all those and above. Um, 20 mile an hour speed limits we had as well. I, do you know what? I don't mind that so much. Yeah, because um, so zone traffic. I think, though, it can be abused and overused and stuff. Mm. And it annoys me sometimes you see like 40 mile an hour when you think this is easy at 60. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, especially, yeah, especially cars nowadays, how powerful they are. And... Yeah, you know, so um, I tell you what annoys me is blatant middle lane hogging. Like nice. of the ultimate degree, like I don't think we've had that yet. what are you no. doing? Yeah, you, you have to look at them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they're just there, mm, yeah. you know, doing like sixty-five or seventy, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, mm. and and you're like, oh, uh, I can't, uh, I can't. Where do I go? Yeah, and, they're just they're just oblivious, aren't they? Just like kind of. Well, the, <laughs> the problem is, is you can't really undertake, obviously, and then you think, all right, okay, I can overtake you, and then you have got an Audi go <laughs> down the outside lane, so then you're into like that zone just yeah. to get around these people. If they just moved over because it's about half a mile yeah. to the next bloody truck mm. you know I think they're people just scared of doing that yeah you know. okay. yeah so stop doing that patch yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, can I ask a couple of questions yeah go on mate quick ones um, <coughs> back to the music um, what gig is sort of giving you goosebumps is it obviously Glastonbury Pyramid Stage or any other ones Oh yeah, well, the, the headliner was was massive. There was a goosebump moment. Um, I can't remember which which album it was. Was it? Um, I think it was the <clears throat> Velociraptor album tour. Um, but then I'm starting to think it could have been when we did the Best Rider tour. We played an enormous. Um, Arena. This is a great thing about our band is when we all get together and we chat about things. Mm. It seems like everyone remembers everything between us. Yeah. Singularly, you one brain. singularly you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And then you know, then when we're all together, it's like yeah. the entire picture's put together. Yeah. You know. Uh, but um, there was this moment where where our lights genuinely on on the in this arena they, they gen- genuinely um, lost power. So we were in absolute darkness, black. The uh, music was still working because the yeah. PA was still fine. Right. But wherever the, the, the power feed to the lights, the whole lot went, basically. Mm. So um, we got to the end of the tune and then Serge sort of said to the audience, instead of going off, walking off stage, he said, could everyone get their mobile phones out? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, I can't remember where the arena was, but it was, it was um, the, you had the ground and you had the middle and then top balcony. Right, yeah. And this is like, you know, about 10, 12,000 people, maybe more. I can't remember which one it was. Some of them a bit smaller, some of them a bit bigger. And they all got their mobile phones out. And I felt like, if I die now, this, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. You know, do you know the end of uh, life, uh, meaning of life? Yeah. And death comes up from the village yeah. and, and uh, knocks on the door. And <laughs> it, it takes them with them. They all get in their Porsches yeah, and they all yeah. go up to... Yeah. I felt like that moment there. It's like, amazing. am I alive? Yeah, yeah. Is, is this... Have I gone to heaven? <laughs> and it was it was one of the most moving moments. Because sitting right at the back, obviously, as you do, you can see so you see a band in front of you. You can mm. see, you see everything. Got a good yeah. venue, got a yeah. view. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Like the goalkeeper of the band. Well, yeah. <laughs> Organising everything. Get your gloves on. And the um, and from, yeah, just a two part one for you. What's your favourite album? Uh, and what's your favourite song to listen to and for playing drums on? When? With Kasabian album? Yeah, with Kasabian album, sorry, yeah. Well, that's really hard, really. Because they're all amazing. Well, yeah. You know? And that's, that's the thing. Um, but playing, actual playing, even when playing when we're touring, you know, I go between different tunes sometimes. Mm. And 
Just um, see if anyone notices. But no, no, you, you always <laughs> dig, dig as hard as you can. With things with Kasabian, it's like it's such a mission on every time we go out and do a gig and stuff. Mm. And and um, so I generally try try every time 110. Yeah. percent Even if I'm playing the same thing, I want to make it better than I did last night. Yeah. So, um, can you still get excited before if you did a massive forty day tour kind of thing? Or yeah, of course, absolutely. Still... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard work, but. The actual playing side is, is the best bit. You know? if, you've got your, if you're having your downtime as well, you're probably looking forward to getting back out and doing... Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, I went through, well, you know, Clubfoot and tunes like that are really good fun. I mean, the drum-heavy tunes. There's a song called Treat that we play. Yeah. And, and um, that was off the last album. And that's pretty monstrous, especially the last section of it. Um, generally, though, the whole set is a monster to play for a drummer. Mm. You know, it's... I could be in Coldplay, I'd probably be far better off, but it would be yeah, fairly straightforward <laughs> yeah, yeah. playing, whereas Sabian is kind of like, it's much more gnarly, it's much more interesting, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of sort of different styles, influences in the, in the music, although you might think, oh, it's just playing rock, but it's kind of more dancey beats, and there's yeah. some more hip-hoppy, funky things in there, and then there's some ab- outright rock, um, there's some kind of light, it's all sorts of things, you know, yeah. In, in for me as a yeah. as a player sort of mashed into that show. So, so if you could play the music of another band, if you could be the drummer in another band based on the music, based on the drumming. Alive or dead? So well, I'm thinking <laughs> someone like Arctic Monkeys because the view from the afternoon has really heavy drumming. Well, if I was to like be plucked <coughs> out and gone for a little tour or for a gig or something, who else would you like to play for now? Yeah, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, absolutely bloody. I'd love to be able to. Well, man, I saw them play in Japan years ago and I was blown away Trent Reznor is just like oh man mm-hmm. brilliant yeah, it must be weird like being a, a band member looking at another band uh, kind of yeah it's great though because in all of that person what's awesome about you it you're already in a massive band is that I get to travel the world and all these festivals and, and if I decide to see these bands oh, well, the, well, actually I think the best band that I've ever seen play live to be honest <clears throat> out of any kind of genre of music is Rage Against the Machine oh, yeah. we saw yeah. them at um, Rock and Ring, which is in Germany, German mm-hmm. festival, and um, they were just uh, four guys on stage just came out and smashed yeah. it. it was just like that's how you do it, <laughs> and, then, and then smash the stage. <laughs> well, no, they just just sm- you know just completely get that was a masterclass and had to get on the stage and rock for yeah. an hour and then that was it. Excellent. Brilliant. Um, but I get to go around and then you get to meet all sorts of people because like f- particularly festivals, the like. The backstage areas, the compounds, are almost like um, staff rooms. You like know, the school room, staff room. Six-room common room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you get to meet all sorts of people. I mean, you know, we got chatting to a load of Stevie Wonder's backing band at, at Ross Gill a couple of years ago, and they landed up going to see mm. him from side of stage, and he yeah. was immense. And then at the, at the end of it, because we got on well with everyone, Kasabian, no, nobody else, mm. just yeah. Kasabian, mm. like the security guy, his head security guy came over to ours... And said, if the boys want to come in and meet Stevie, give him twenty minutes and come on in. And we went in to his dressing room and Excellent. we had half an hour with Stevie Wonder. Incredible, wow, yeah. incredible! Actually, I was a starstruck moment. Well, yeah, got <clears> it, yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah, I think that's a good. Uh... I'm sure he felt the same again. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he was massive. Actually, he's so tall. Yeah, really? yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm over six foot, but I was looking up yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> So he's always sat down, isn't he? <laughs> Can, uh, wrap it up there, Rich. I think we've. Uh... Yeah, well, I'd like to thank Ian for taking time out yeah. to come and see. Uh... Oh, round of applause! Yeah, <laughs> Amazing. They've they been listening. They've been listening. Has this been streamed? <laughs> 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 Did you organise that? Yeah, thanks, Ian, for that. Thanks yeah, for coming yeah. along. Yeah. Uh, chatting uh, on our little podcast. Yeah, We're hoping to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate that, mate. Nice thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Take care. Wrap that up. Cheers, everyone. Brilliant.